0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Tennessee, and Virginia. Windbed is now live in all these states and the excitement of win las vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sports WinBet gives you the tools to win sign up today for your risk-free one thousand dollar sports bet download the WinBet app now or visit w y n n to start winning On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have a collaboration episode with Rams Talk Radio. We're going to kick it with the host of Rams Talk Radio, Derek Ciapala. We're going to talk about Jared Goff. We're going to talk about Matthew Stafford. We're going to give our bold and scoring predictions on this game. On episode 203 of the Pride Podcast. The seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle,
0: Oregon. Well, he's gonna run it straight in! Jared! go! Yes. Yes. down, Detroit Lions! DJ Hawkins! Yes. They did it! They tied it! They're an extra point away from winning this game! Oh, baby, how big is that?
2: All right. Welcome to the joint venture, the joint football conversation pride podcast with Malcolm Hart, me, Derek, C. Paul, Rams Talk Radio, and we're looking deep into this Sunday's matchup. Jared Goff comes home. The Rams. The Lions. Oh boy, here we go. Malcolm, how you doing, man? (laughs) Man, I'm doing great, man. Well, uh,
1: yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Um, Not. Looking at the Detroit record right now, but besides that, I'm doing okay right now, man.
2: Ah, oh, yeah. I gotta be honest. I don't like I don't like seeing it. You got a lot of Rams guys who went there, and we do yeah. wish them success from Brad Holmes down to your coaching staff. You got Michael Brockers. We love Michael Brockers here. So to see the struggles, I'm hoping things change. And I'm also from the Midwest, by the way, Malcolm. So I'm sitting there thinking, I- I'm di- I'm tired of Washington Lions suck. All right, I'm just gonna be blown. I'm tired of watching them (laughs) suck. I went up there for the rat the last time they played the Rams in Detroit, right? And yeah, the fans there treated us great, the exception of some drunk dude in the bathroom who talked trash to my to my buddy. My buddy's six foot four, three fifty, former football player. Yeah, and he that was taken care of quickly for that drunk, but um. Besides that, the fans were great. The staff at Ford Field we, were great. It was one of my favorite experiences for an NFL game. And I left thinking, Detroit deserves better than this. They, The, the fans deserve better than this. It's been like, it's been pre Bowl era since the Lions have been sincerely re- relevant. More than w- a one-off season here or there.
1: Like 1957.
2: Uh, yes. 19- I, I didn't want to say the year. but And I'm not <laughs> 1950- saying to rub it in either because we just came off a huge drop for ourselves on our end. But I'm tired of watching it. I want to see this team successful. I get tired of seeing the Packers do it all the time. I get tired of seeing the Bears be the Bears. I mean, I would like to see the Lions represent, especially after that great experience I had in Detroit. So, I mean, on my end, I'm wondering, what's going on up there? Why is the situation what it is? (laughs) It's, it's, it's a mixture of a lot of
1: things right now. One being that we are an extremely young team. Um, I, if I had to think right, I think we're the youngest football te- team in football right now. So they're extremely young. Um, we got a lot, a lot of young pieces. Did lose a lot of guys. And, you know, one guy being on on your team right now, <laughs> John Matthew Stafford. Um, he's actually, I mean, we lost him. We lost you know all all of our receivers. You know, new head coach, new GM, and we're just trying to start from the bottom. And, and fix, you know, what's been the choice issue for a very long time.
2: Is it fixable? And that sounds sarcastic is it, probably. Is it fixable?
1: Of, of course. Of course I think it's fixable. I mean, if, if you look at our history, you know, we haven't shown that we had the ability to pass. But what Dan Campbell is doing and his coaching staff, I, um, you know, they're drafting high in the offensive line. Well, they went back-to-back on defensive line. So they know – that you know, I guess they're seeing what we did in the past that didn't work. So they're they're definitely trying to fix it and building from the trenches. And we'll see how it goes, man.
2: I mean, it's hard to watch, honestly. <laughs> uh. You know, and you know, not have been really watching it. We have to sit down and watch it every week. Oh, yeah, but, you, but believe it or not, we're familiar with it because between nineteen ninety and twenty sixteen, the Rams had like one, two, three. 2001, 2099, then I think five winning seasons in that 30-year stretch. And they weren't just, like, bad. They were horrifyingly bad. And I've seen mm. some, I seen some, and I saw the Lions come up here and there in the Barry Sanders years and then when Calvin Johnson was in. There were some up years, and you thought, okay, they finally turned the corner. But when you have those kind of players, man, I mean, to me, Barry Sanders is the best running back I've ever seen in my life. That I ever yeah, saw. Me too. I mean you can make arguments for other players. I mean I, I mean we had Marshall Falk in his prime, but very nice player. I mean there were you just couldn't Barry Sanders was just special. And I'll never forget yeah. watching him play. Never forget watching him play. And you think man the the Lions should have done more then. And I'm hoping they'll do more. I'm not hoping they do more this weekend, but I'm hoping they do more, you know, so franchise. will not have to hope too much. <laughs> we'll get to that part, I guess, but you know, I'm I'm just thinking cheese. So, I mean, on your end, where are you thinking right now? As
1: far as the Lions, or are you talking Lions,
2: about the- Rams? I mean, we, we, I mean we, as you're entering this weekend, what are you? When you're breaking down Lions, Rams, if you had things you're hoping for, like what are your outcomes for this game that you think are possible? Now I'm gonna uh,
1: hit i uh, <laughs> I'm throw a hail mary here. I'm hoping that. Our defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, actually comes up with a really good game plan to limit Matthew Stafford and, and the Rams' high-powered passing attack. I ain't say they're going to stop him because I think <laughs> you guys have a lot of weapons. There's weapons all over the field. And Matthew Stafford, I mean, we watched him for 12 years, and we know what he can do. All the no-look passes, his, you know, he is a ball. And I always said it, that he was a top-five player talent as far as arm talent in the nfl and you know i stand by that i still feel like that right now i just
2: i just hope we can contain that offense you know we talked to jerry ball this week um, yeah and jerry told me this he actually said he he believes that matthew Stafford is a top is a top five quarterback in the nfl period hey i mean
1: it's it's possible um I, i say arm talent i mean I've seen Matthew Stafford as his highs. I've seen Matthew Stafford lows, his lows. You know? I seen Matthew, I've been watching every single game Matthew Stafford played in Detroit since he got here. So I've seen his highs. I've seen his lows. You could say he's a top five quarterback. I wouldn't argue with that. But as far as arm talent and the, his ability to do, like he was doing all the Patrick Mahomes stuff before Patrick Mahomes came in the league. People are just starting to notice it now. And he's probably going to get more media attention now, not easy with the Rams. Because with Detroit, I mean, I'm telling you, like, Detroit doesn't get that much attention. Like you could be, you could be a really great player, and I could, I could name a player right now. That a lot of people might not know. A lot of Rams fans may not have no clue who his player is. DeAndre Levy, he was a linebacker that played in Detroit, in like probably like 2013, 2012. But he was a phenomenal player, and he's just a guy that because he's in Detroit, he doesn't get no recognition. So the same thing, with Matthew Stafford. When you look at the Lions, first thing you see, no matter who, what player you are, unless you're Megatron, you know you have to be like Megatron to get that type of Wow, you're great, you know. But if you're in Detroit, the first thing you look at is your record. They don't look at the your, your stats or your, what your your ability to do in the field. They just look at the record. They say, "Oh, you're on the you're in the Lions," you know. When they looked at Matthew Stafford in the past, his thing was, "Oh, he's Matthew Stafford. He's overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has no playoff wins. He can't win in the playoffs. Look at his record against winning teams. That's that's what you look. That's what the media looked at when they looked at Matthew Stafford." Yeah. Now he's on the Rams. They're like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. He's an MVP <laughs> candidate, you know, passes. Like, dude, he was doing that in Detroit. He just gave him no recognition. That's, that's all it
2: is. And so, it's interesting you say that, Malcolm, because, you know, when the Rams sent Goff over to you guys and you, you, know, when you sent us Stafford, you know, there, there, was a, there was a section of the Rams fan base that is, they're ardent Goff defenders. Like oh, really? Goff could crucify Christ at the fifty-yard line. These people were like, "What? We got your back, man. We got your back." And I, I was, we were actually we defended Goff quite a bit up until I think he, he lost me at some point last year. There was just something, and you know, we'll talk about it if you want to know. I mean, I'm supposing we, you want to yeah, know. Yeah, no,
1: no, absolutely. Because but, I want to hear your, I want to hear your thoughts about Jared Goff because. He hasn't been good with us so far. So I want to hear what maybe in the Rams, maybe you saw things different in the Rams and his ability to, I guess like, because right now in Detroit, his his problem in Detroit is that he's missing open receivers and he's scared to throw the ball down the field. And mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that was the same issues in Check. Yep. LA mm-hmm. than we're seeing in Detroit because it's bad right now. Like we're, I can tell you this right now, 99.8% of our fan base want this guy benched.
0: Well, bad is. I'll,
2: I'll lay it out this way. Well, for me, me, first finish I thought on Stafford, okay, because like yeah, pin, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm mind. serious. Like you could have crucified somebody. Goff could have went to midfield so far and crucified somebody, and they've been like, yeah, cool, golf. Um, but <laughs> the the that same sector, they immediately look at Matt Stafford's record and they go, you know, the guy hasn't won anything. He's been in the playoffs like one time. He's overrated. He got most of his yardage and garbage in garbage time. And my response to that would be, dude, there was no point in his career in Detroit where he had a complete team around him. He may have had receivers. He didn't have running backs. When he had running backs, he didn't have receivers. He barely ever had a defense. and His offensive line was up and down throughout his entire time there. When did they have a complete team to really put around him and support him? Because every franchise quarterback needs protected. I don't care yeah. who you are. Look at Russell Wilson the last five years. Great quarterback gets killed every year. And they're not back to a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, there's your point. So I, I want to hear from you. I mean, when you evaluate Matthew Stafford, you know, talk to those fans and and be like, okay, you're right, you're wrong, you're in the middle ground because I see, I see Matthew Stafford as that missing piece right now. He's doing yeah. his. His decision making, in my point of view, his willingness to make a throw, to make a decision, and live with that decision is a big deal, you know. And he is a little more escapable than Jared Goff. With Jared Goff, would sometimes surprise you when he scrambled, and unfortunately, sometimes he didn't. Matthew Stafford just knows where to step, where to go, how much to, you know, how much you can avoid a rush, and and so on and so forth.
1: Detroit Lions football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Detroit Lions tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all the other ticket sites charges which let them guarantee the best price on all the NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, Tipic will give you 110% of the difference in your purchase price. So if you're headed to SoFi Stadium to see your Detroit Lions take on Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams, then Tipic has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Pride Podcast today. Save $10 on your first order of your Detroit Lines tickets.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: So you tell me, you know, who who are you more in line with in terms of the the Goff-Stafford debate?
1: Yeah, so I'm just going to say this. Um, Even when Jared Goff in 2018, when Jared Goff had his best year with the Rams, this was in 2018 when he took you guys to the Super Bowl. Um, That was when there was that big debate, I guess, Ndamukong Suh. I'm not sure if he was on on the team at that time or he -hmm. he just left. But Ndamukong Suh at that time came out and said that Jared Goff was the best quarterback he ever played with. So that, that right there sparked media attention. Everybody was like, "Yeah, Jared Goff. He won playoff games. He did this. He did that." I always defended Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, as far as arm talent, decision making, and just arm talent alone, is just light years, you know, beyond Goff's. You know, right now, Lions fans are wishing <laughs> we had Matthew Stafford back in, in in Detroit. So Matthew Stafford, as far as looking back at his career, and you look if you're that type of fan that's saying. You know, he hasn't won a playoff game. Um, you know, he has a 3-40-something and 40 something record against winning teams. And this is this is the thing with Detroit. Before Matthew Stafford came to Detroit, Detroit Lions was 0-16. And before even the 0-16 years, we were winning two games, three games, mm-hmm. three games, two games. You know, we weren't winning anything after mm-hmm. since 99. We, yeah. we weren't winning anything. And then we get Matthew Stafford in 2009. All right, he gets injured, back-to-back years. His first full year in 2011. What does he do? He takes us to the playoffs. Um, yeah, you can say. Yeah, Matthew Stafford hasn't won a playoff game because he, you know, lost against the Saints that year. But Matthew Stafford has been the only, <laughs> and I say the only hope in Detroit. You can say, you know, he had Megatron. You know, he had great. He had a great receiver. But Matthew Stafford in Detroit, he only had nine 100-yard rushers in his career. I take that back. It was ten. His last year, he had t- he had he had one one person go for a hundred yards. That was that was swift. They had a hundred yard game, but in, in in twelve years, in twelve years, he had nine running backs get one hundred yards. He oh, they only got one hundred yards in the game nine times. That's not that's not going to lead to success. The, Stafford was not the issue in Detroit. Detroit was a, is the issue of their own. The Detroit Lions are are the issue, and. Unfortunately, you know they failed Stafford. They haven't built around him enough to win a up down playoff game. We could, couldn't win a division title. Couldn't win a playoff game because the Detroit Lions they failed Stafford. And of uh, you know he got to a point that he look he wanted to go win. And you are seeing him now, he's beating good teams right now. He's beating playoff teams.
2: Didn't I mean that was a ding, right? He couldn't he couldn't beat the big teams. I mean he beat Tom Brady. He beat Tom. Brady. He beat
1: the Buccaneers. Now people, wow, he could be a playoff team. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> he's but, on a better team right now. So, well, how do you define arm talent? <clears throat> how do I define
1: arm talent? I, I, as far as, you know, I think Stafford can make throws that 96% of quarterbacks in the NFL can't make. I think you're looking at arm talent, there's only a few quarterbacks you can make every single throw. And when I'm talking about that, you're looking at, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, of course, Aaron Rodgers, of course, Josh Allen. You could put Russell Wilson in there. And then you got Matthew Stafford you could just—they could throw a ball anywhere on the field, any weird angle, they could get the ball there. That's what Matthew Stafford is going to bring you, and you know, you're seeing it now. You guys are seeing a very explosive offense with Matthew Stafford, and I'm—I'm—I'm oh. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely jealous. It's like watching <laughs> Lions fans watching the Rams. It's like watching your ex-girlfriend with. Uh, somebody that's that's better, you know, like <laughs> say your ex girlfriend got with somebody that's like rich, and you're like, oh shit, and he's buying her things and he's taking her out. She, you know, they're driving the 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 the, the Maybach. They, they just they just have, she's having a blast. So We're are Lions fans out.
2: watching this? Or I mean, are they kind of supporting yes. the Rams now that he's yes. there?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot. Of, you know, you have those fans, and a lot of people are going there right now. A lot of my friends in Michigan they're headed to L.A. right now. Um, to go watch Matthew Stafford, and they're gonna be there with the Lions. Matthew Stafford jersey. They're gonna cheer for him. They, Matthew Stafford is still loved in Detroit, man. Uh, don't don't get it twisted. We don't we don't hate the guy, and, and he doesn't. He's not hated in Detroit. I mean, we understand his pain. When you go losing for twelve straight years, and a franchise failed to put a a winner around you, it's tough. I mean,
2: I mean yeah. it's tough. I, I want to say this though, because I, I think I'm gonna probably gonna blow your mind. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready, man. Jared Goff has that same arm talent. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. He can make... Time out. Time out. He can... <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Listen. Listen. I'm going to blow your mind at this. Just just, just, just hear me out. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. If you have... And if you happen to have Game Pass... I do. Go back. In the game I always... I refer people to... Go back to the 2018 Vikings-Rams game. It was on Thursday Night Football. And you're going to see what Jared Goff is capable of. And you're going to understand why Donald Kinsu said what he said. Okay? The problem with Jared Goff is not his arm. He, if you take a look at his film, especially on intermediate sideline routes, it's elite. His deep ball when protected, that's the key point, when protected is elite. The guy can make every throw elite level, especially those difficult sideline throws, especially those deep balls. The problem with Jared Goff, it's up here. It's in his head. It The problem with Jared Goff that we saw here was when he should be reading the progression, one, two, three, four, in his fifth year, he was reading progressions like a first-year guy, a second-year guy.
1: We're seeing it in Detroit right now.
2: Okay. And when thing when he doesn't read the defense well, he feels a little bit of pressure, he panics. It's like he – and I can even point back to the game. And the game where he broke will shock you because it was a Detroit game in 2018. Yep. It was a Detroit game. You guys, he came in there, and I was that the game. I mean, I was—I I was just telling you about it. And he went. And the, the Lions gave him looks defensively, which made that game awful uncomfortable for Rams fans. In yeah. a game we thought we would go in there and wipe the floor with the Lions, did we um, did too. <laughs> we thought they would, and the Lions did things that really mess up the Rams' eleven personnel. And, and the Bears mm-hmm. copied that, and Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick perfected it in the Super Bowl. Same strategy, and so the problem with him, with with him, is you get him uncomfortable. You get him in a place where the pocket fold. I mean, the way I say it would be if you imagine like you're going to fold a taco. You have, you have a piece of, of a tortilla, and you're folding it towards you, like the like the line will bend. When that (laughs) line bends around him like a taco, he does not know what to do. He feels pressure before it gets there. It's like he has David Carr syndrome. Oh, no. Okay? And I don't know what broke him, but I would say this. When a quarterback who's a franchise guy, what we we figured out, we really kind of believe it, and just hearing some rumblings within – the Rams, just hearing little things leak out here and there, okay, the guy just wasn't preparing, so Dan, when Dan Campbell called him out this week, and I'm sitting there going, yep, that's the Jared Goff I know, is Jared Goff just didn't spend time in the film room, and if he did, he wasn't getting it, I tend to believe he wasn't in the film room like he should be, where you're going to see that defense come up, and you're going to know exactly what they're doing, he wasn't reading it. So when the pressure came, because he wasn't reading the defense well, he didn't know where to take the football. He panicked. If you protect Jared Goff, if you provide protection for Jared Goff, that guy will kill you in a million different ways. He will. He will. He will destroy you. Okay. But if your offensive line is leaky and you got a defense is going to give him different looks, you're in trouble. He's in trouble. And oh, man, I was hoping, dropped. I was hoping that this would be a wake up call for him because I'm telling you, he has every freaking physical tool in the book. Jared Goff, as a quarterback, as a pocket quarterback, he can do everything Matt Stafford can do physically. But the game preparation, the the ability to read, like it's, it just never seemed to me like he put in, like the, let's just say, if he was putting in film time. It would translate in the field, right? You'd be able to read defense. You'd be able to see the progressions clearly. And when he got enough pressure on him, when defenses did weird things to him, he struggled. But I'm telling you, go back and look at that Vikings game. The Vikings-Rams game from 2018. That is the, that is the ultimate example I can give you of what Jared Goff can do. Go back to the Chiefs Monday night game
0: where they yeah, went 54-51 yeah, game.
2: game, and what he can do. Yeah. The throws he made in that game, the throws he made in those two games, because that was everything he's capable of. So the question's going to be, the question has to be for the Lions. Can the Lions get this guy to get it in the preparation? Can they get him out of his own head? So I'm doing two things. I'm getting into sports psychologists because he's lost it, A. B, and I'm getting his butt in the film room. And I'm locking him in that freaking film room. I'm treating that like a college freaking class where he's coming in there and he's gonna his exam for this week is he's going to be able to break down for me everything he's seeing in that Rams defensive film. That's what they really need to do. Because if they can do that and protect him, you're going to love the guy. Because when he's on, when Jared Goff is on, he is a top five quarterback in the league. When he's not... He's not top thirty.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean everything you talk about, yeah, man, you're, you're you're spot on. I mean the only thing I'll have to say as far as um, the only thing I'll disagree with as far as arm talent and he, him for being the same, I, I don't see that. Go watch I, I the film. just see it. Just go back I mean, and watch I, that film. I, I get that, but Jared Goff is not doing no look passes. He he's not doing that.
2: He's not he going the balls. no look passes. He has. He done all look back? He yes, has? he's done it. I mean, the problem. But the problem is, where as Matt Stafford is good up here, he's good in the head. Okay. He he's prepared. This is why Sean McVay loves him. He's just as much of a football nerd as Sean McVay is. He love. He he he's a he he is just as much a junkie as as McVay is. This is why those two get along. Okay. So when you get those two in a room together and they're covered, and they, they're gonna. They're going to be fine. With Goff, you you never really understood whether or not Goff loved the game. I'm not saying he doesn't love the game. But it was pretty clear he wasn't putting the time in needed to put in. But when he was on, that's why I'm telling you, go look at those games. You'll see him making throws and be like, oh, crap, that's elite. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, that's
1: what I told my I actually went back and watched some film on Jared Goff, mostly at that Chiefs game. Just to tell myself, okay, we have a fighting chance. Not this game. I'm talking about before we first got him. Mm-hmm. They're saying, okay, we have a fighting chance, you know. And actually, when we first got Jared Goff, I could say it was a fifty-fifty split as far as our fan base, as far as the people looking at his last two years in in um, L.A. Saying, oh, he's not it, you know. His turnovers is a problem. Um, his decision making is exactly what you said as far as uh, his progression reading you know the going through his progression is, is not good is like a rookie level so all these problems and you had the, the the fans 50/50 you had some of the fans saying let's give him a chance um he doesn't have a great receiving core here but maybe he can make something out of nothing then you had those fans saying oh, this is he, he's this guy is a disaster you know and 6 weeks in going to 7 weeks in um it's almost it's almost 100% split as far as people are just not with this guy like, as far as, because you're seeing the turnovers. He has, you know, in in six games, the first six games, he had seven turnovers. Um, you know, most of them are fumbles. And I'm pretty sure you've seen that problem in, in L.A. with him holding on to the ball when he gets sacked. I mean, it's just the problems. And we had a, a, a game that was raining, and it was a disaster. Because, like, every time he just dropped, the ball was just slipping out of his hand. Uh, it looked like he was playing hot potato. It was bad.
2: Yeah, well, there <laughs> so, was... um. When he went 0-7 for the Rams in his first season, and he came back at this press conference and he said, "I promise we will fix this. We'll fix this." And the next season he comes in with McVeigh and he fixed it. And for those two years, 2017, 2018, he got better every year. He it was phenomenal those years. He moved all, and he, and I'm telling you, he made those throws. He we saw little weaknesses, but we figured, okay, you know, he's still young; he's going to progress, or he's he's, he's going to figure this out. And then he just didn't figure it out. And what really changed was that Lions game, and that's also when the offensive line started breaking down a bit that year. And yeah. it happened again a year later. It just started breaking down. And when that when he didn't have an offensive line and no running game, the Lions don't have a running game for him. Jared Goff screwed. Yeah,
1: we actually. I mean, our running backs are—they're not. They're—they're—they're they're, they're good. I—I I love our running backs. The thing is that they're getting so behind in games, they have to abandon the run game. But both DeAndre Swift, or Jamal Williams—they—they have good averages right now. They're both averaging above four and a half yards per carry. They're just not getting enough attempts. That—that's the issue because you know Jared Goff will have quick three and outs, and then you know defense. You know the office other the defense is on the field now. So we're getting behind in games so quickly that we're having to abandon the running game and I would expect the same situation would happen this week against the Rams. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> one of the big failures that McVeigh did though, and, I, and I'll pin this on McVeigh, because you go back to the, the 2017, 2018 Rams, you know, they were one of the best screen teams in the league. Okay. And that really gave teams a lot of pause to come hard at golf. And it, when they abandoned the screen game, I mean, it was like a 20, 2019. Now they, 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 their numbers with the screens completely dived and in, that coincides with, with a drop in the running game. And that also coincides with Goss falling off. And so if the lions can work back into a screen game and give teams different looks that way and put defenses on the edge, that will help Goff out a lot, protecting him, It's always number one. But you know what? He'll never be what you want him to be until he puts in the effort off the field. Or it's also possible that he'll never have that ability to – he'll never – I mean, because some things you just don't learn. Some things are just – your brain gets it where it doesn't. Maybe he's a guy who will never be able to process. And if that's the case, he's going to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy who can come off the bench every once in a while and and throw for big yards and win you a game and then – be a four-interception guy the next week and move from team to team. That's what he becomes. But I'm telling you, Malcolm, dude, he has the physical talent. they got to fix his head. If I'm the Lions and you think there's a chance he could be your guy, then I'm telling you there is a chance. they got to fix his head. McVay botched much? it. McVay <laughs> botched it. I love what Dan Campbell did. Dan Campbell came out there and called him out in the presser this week. And I was thinking – Thank you, because McVeigh never called him out publicly. For what we understand, McVeigh hammered him behind the scenes. Well, that's not really conducive. Okay, holding your guy accountable is different than beating them down. And I think I think McVeigh got so frustrated he beat him down. So in some ways, you're probably dealing with a guy who's been beat down a bit. I, but Dan's being up front. Like he's up front saying our quarterback has to better, and he's not saying it in a way that's disrespectful. And you know, if he's talking like that in the background with him and holding him accountable and pushing him, there's hope there. But it's going to take some time to see it. He, and another thing, too, you guys have a much different offense with the Rams are running. Yeah. And you have much different talent, no offense.
1: No, no, no. I get it. <laughs> I definitely get it. But, um, yeah, you're spot on, man. So Lions fans, you hear that. So he's saying that there is a chance. You gotta fix there is his head, a chance for Jared Goff. You gotta, yeah. fix his head. You gotta fix um, his head. man. I mean, I'm whole, I'm hoping because so far, I mean, these first six games did not look good. I mean, you, you saw flashes. I mean, I, I know our Lions fans are like flashes. What are you talking about? We seen, we seen a half where Jared Goff was like, wow. Mm-hmm. When we were playing against the Packers, you we were like, wow. You know, Jared Goff was throwing the ball over the field. He was throwing the ball deep. We are we shocked. <laughs> all Lions fans were shocked.
2: The 49ers come back, too, to where they put those points up in the second half against the 49ers.
1: Yeah, but a lot of people were calling that during garbage time. They were saying, no, yeah, he did that, but he did that during garbage time. Um, but you really saw it week two against the Packers. He came out like, all right, I need to put up points. And he he was on fire the first, this first half. Then the second half, he just went invisible. He was like, where is that Jared Goff? Where, where, where's, where's that guy that in the first half? He's gone. He's not there no more.
2: <laughs> that happened in the Bengals game a couple of years ago, too. He lit up the Bengals for like 300-some yards in the first half in London. Then He, he was horrible in the second half. The one thing I've learned about him, too, is, and the Rams really stopped doing this, put him in a two-minute drill. He's what, much better running a fast pace offense. Have him run a fast pace offense.
1: That's what Dan Campbell actually said that he's actually want to imp- implement. He wants to do a two minute, He wants to do it early, um, to get Jared Goff and offense and some type of rhythm. So we, you're probably going to see the high tempo offense this week against the Rams. To be honest with you, because the so, slow slow pace offense and it's not working. And yes, yeah, it's, it's, not, working. <laughs> it's
2: and, not working. And you know what? A fast paced, dink and dunk kind of offense right now is really hurting the Rams. Like. This is what teens have done, and this is what the Cardinals really did too. Is they'll they won't worry about it hitting the Rams deep. They won't. They'll go come to the line, go five yard run, four yard run, seven yard dink pass, eight yard dink pass, eight yard dink pass, five yard run, three yard run, Ooh, and before that's specialty. you yeah, and before you <laughs> know it, before you know it, the, the the opposing team has had the ball for eight minutes, and the Rams offense is isn't seeing it. And pretty much every opponent has done it to some success. And that's how the Cardinals really just. The Bears did it pretty well. And it was in the games with the Bears, the talent just rose to the top. But the that's how you, I think, hurt the Rams right now. If you can, can run a quick pace but yet dink and dunk offense where they're constantly on their heels, they're not getting to the quarterback because um, I'm gonna tell you right now, they're gonna they're gonna come after Goff hard and they're gonna throw looks at him because these two teams know, I mean these two guys they know he they Goff knows what McVay wants to do, but he doesn't know what Raheem Morris wants to do. But he knows all about A D. He knows all about A D. They're gonna come hard after him, and they're gonna do everything they can to con- they know he can be confused at the line. They're gonna do a, they're gonna do things on defenses that they haven't done all year, is what I'm gonna guess. They're gonna throw things at him that he isn't going to read well. So if I'm the Lions, I'm focused on running the football. Really, I'm establishing that Eww. running screen plays. Yee, Ru- running doing running screens, getting dink and dunk stuff because that's where the Rams have struggled all year long. Control the football. Um, get give Goff time to adjust. Fast pace wear the Rams down. That's what I'm doing. Yeah.
1: I mean that that would be best case scenario. You know, you, I think the Lions as far as the keys to victory for this game, you know, they have to exactly what you said, man. Um, keep, keep that tempo of offense, keep it high. And you, you gotta, I would say dink and doink and, and run the ball, get, keep Stafford off the field as long as possible. Get long drives, control the time of possession. And yeah, that's their best shot.
2: That's by a <laughs> that's thousand paper cuts. That's what yeah, it is. You,
1: they, they can't go into a shootout with this team because our secondary is young, where you have a lot of young pieces, and they're not ready to really handle this type of offense, especially with Matthew Stafford that quarterback. And you got Robert Woods, you got the uh, Cooper Cup, and you have weapons all over the field. These guys have just just too many weapons. <laughs> um, so they definitely got to control this time of possession and 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 keep Matthew Stafford off the field as much as possible as possible.
2: And Matthew's still, I think he's still adjusting to the Rams offense. Like he hasn't, he's been good, but he's You're been off here and there. He's been off here and there. Like any quarterback's going to be, he's still new in the offense. And, you know, he, 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 tends to key on Cooper cup a lot. He tends to focus on him and, and that costs him against the bucks. Um, but when you look at the overall, he's been very good. Keep him off the field. The Rams' offense had a hard time getting off the ground against the Giants of all teams that first quarter. It didn't look like scores to thirty eleven, but they only had three hundred sixty total yards. You know, thirty to eleven game, you'd think it's like a 450, 500 yard game, but they yeah. were horrible in the first quarter. The Cardinals shut them down at times in that game. That's what blew them up. The Bears shut them down at times in their game. The Colts did as well. So the, overall, it's a very good offense. That can be and I think will be better if they stay healthy, but they're not there yet. And that's where the Lions I think have hope is they can if they can really just kind of control early. Take th- take that crowd out of it. I mean, honestly, the best thing for the Lions to do is make this a boring game. Make this a I'm boring game. That. I'm down with that. <laughs> I, I'm down with that. I
1: mean, that's I think that's our only chance to win. But man, that that's that's very scary for you to say. That Matthew Stafford hasn't really got this offense. It's good, because you guys are the fourth um, offensive passing team in the league right now. Offensively, you guys are ranked fourth. The so for you to say, yeah, the running game is not there. Um, you got a 21st. But to say Matthew Stafford's not there yet, and you guys are already a top five offense of the league, that's some scary stuff. That means you guys have the potential to be the number one offense. And hopefully, if that's the case, hopefully we don't see that this
2: week. Well, because you have, like you you mentioned, there's Sean Jackson there, there's Robert Woods there, there's Cooper oh, Cup, and Cooper Cup oh, has just God. become elite. And then, but, you know, there's this other guy named Van Jefferson who I think has star written all over him. Yeah. He's your fourth option. You have a, a solid tight end, receiving tight end, Tyler Higbee, who is also a good blocker. And these running backs are underrated. It, the problem with our running backs isn't that they're, Poor running backs is that these guys can't stay healthy. But Sonny Michelle and Daryl Henderson are both really good guys who I think could be stars in this league if they can just stay healthy. So the Rams are loaded. They're not quite there yet, and teams have been able to slow them down by controlling clock. Control the clock, and you got a shot. Only one team's been fully successful because they can't keep the Rams' offense down for long. But you have your—that's your best shot. If you get into a shootout with the Rams, it's over. It's over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that's not the case for Detroit. Hopefully hopefully um Jared Goff is not like I want revenge. I'm gonna try to score as many points as I can and try to do a show. Hopefully that's not the case because it's not gonna be pretty. Um but yeah. Let's go into predictions, man. What what is your prediction for this game? What's your scoring prediction? I want I actually want I actually want one scoring prediction and a bold prediction, if you could give me one. Oh, right. man. The, the you, you, score you, you, you prediction,
2: the score prediction I'm going to put it at 34-14. Uh, I think in this game, the Rams pretty much, they, I mean, they know how to get to Goff, and they know how to really break him. Uh, I, and I would just say the only reason why the score isn't higher than that is because the Rams have respect for their other coaches that went there, Robbie Pleasant, and your front office guys like Brad Holmes they don't want them they they're going to take the foot off the pedal and they're trying to keep these guys healthy like they do the giants they they could have put 50 on the giants if they wanted to um but the bold prediction it's a close yeah. game 17 14 2017 game and they stay close cuz the cuz it's a track game mm and and the rams they tend to play down to competition they really do they they seem to get up for the big games and then they and they tend to Play down. That's been something I've seen in the McVeigh era. Is they will like the Jets last year. The Jets had no business going in and beating them last year. The Freaking yeah. Jets. The Jets. The Jets on their home field. I think it was. It was in, Yeah, it was in L.A. It was at SoFi. No business happening, and so you know every once in a while they'll do that. So that's my bold prediction. Be be a close game. Twenty seventeen shocked the league.
1: That is very, very, very possible. And let me tell you why I say that. Every single time, as as a Lions fans, you could go back to the last three or four years. Whenever we play somebody, we're like, "Oh shoot, we're gonna get slaughtered." <laughs> Every time you feel like that, it ends up being a kind of a close game. When we play the Chiefs. Uh, when Patrick Mahomes is like on fire, we're like, "Oh shoot, this is it. <laughs> we're gonna lose." This is first time playing in the dome. Oh, this is this, this is bad. He he's gonna throw 18 touchdowns against us. Mm-hmm. But we kept it a close game. When we played you guys in 2018, we Lions fans had the same thing. We're gonna get crushed. We're gonna. You see that offense, Sean McVay? Oh, this is bad. We're gonna get killed. We it was a close game. I mean, Todd Gurley went off in the fourth quarter, and that's why that's how you guys won. You know When we played the Patriots, when Tom Brady was there, same thing. So I think, honestly, I'm going to say it's going to be a, a blowout because I just don't I, – I lost faith in golf already. It's, it's sad to say because he just hasn't shown – I mean, he's shown a quarter. Like he showed a half of, of good football, but he just hasn't put a complete football game together, and I just don't think this is the week that he's going to get it done, especially with Sean McVay that knows Jared Goff. He knows what – what bothers him? What gets him uncomfortable? He knows that stuff. So I think this is going to be one of those games that could be bad. But then again, like just like you said, man, I wouldn't be shocked if it's close because it just, it just always happens. As a Lions fan, this is one of those games that it's, you think is a blowout, but it ends up being very close. Like when we play, look when we play Baltimore, thing. This that was another example. We thought we played, we about to play when we played Baltimore. Us as Lions fans thought we were going to get killed. But look, we damn near won that game. We lost by a sixty, what sixty-seven yard field goal. Is it stuff like that always, always, always happens as Lions fans? But as far as a, a scoring prediction, I'm gonna say 42-21. And the reason why I give it 21 points, I think when I put up 21 points in garbage time. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's close. I'm gonna say that. I mean, my bull prediction, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not sure how bold this is because this this is very, very, very possible. I'm going to say Aaron Donald gets four sacks.
2: You're that you lack that much faith in your offensive line right now?
1: I mean, we're banged up. I mean, we lost Frank. We lost our, our starting center, Frank Ragnell. Um, We, you know, we have our rookie Panay Sewell and left tackle, but he's showing his ups and downs. He's playing like, a, you know, he has a, he's a rookie. He's playing his ups and downs. Our right tackle is Matt Nelson and Lord knows if they put Donald on the right side, that's a wrap. If they, they if they even like move him around, because I seen they move Donald around sometimes. Oh and, yeah. If they, they move him to the. Him they move him to one of those tackle spots where he has to go against our rookie Penay Sewell. That's that's bad. If he put him to the right side, he has to go against Matt Nelson. That's bad. He put him in the middle. He got to go against. Uh, you, you know they're going to try to double team move between Jonah Jackson and and our new center um, Evan Brown. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be bad too. I don't think we're gonna have an honestly. Don't think we're gonna have an answer for Aaron Donald. I mean, just I, I knew we played the Rams, and just just thinking about it, like, oh shoot, we got to play against Aaron Donald. Like it, it just it's It's been bothering me all all week. Just when I got into Rams, like, all right, we're playing the Rams, and then Aaron Donald. Like it, it's been bothering me all week. So I, I already know.
2: I'd be this worried about Leonard bit. Floyd if I was you, honestly.
1: <laughs> Leonard Leonard Floyd as Leonard. well, man. It's just –
2: he makes everybody else better. Around and also, you know, the little things about the game. Like, how 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 tight will this game be called? Because, I mean, this is mind-blowing, but I think the Rams didn't get a holding call on Donald last year until like the second to last game of the year. Like, wow. he was getting held. The guy gets basically – I mean, I, mean, I, I was going to say something that's much more appropriate. But let's just say he gets – <laughs> he gets held every single game, hardcore every game. Kind of and, and double and triple teams. And a lot of times he's not. If they call holding in this game, uh, once or twice even, that changes the dynamic. So, you know, I, I would say that the little things like that in terms of how they'll affect the pass rush, if your offensive line is that dinged up, Goff, yeah. he's in trouble. You gotta get, you gotta get that running game going early. You gotta get the screen game going. I gotta back these guys off the line. They've been playing an awful lot of zone this year, which I hate. I hate that they play so much zone. Uh, if they can get the Rams stuck in that zone to where that's all they play, then at that point, Goff can pick them apart. Huh? <laughs> Goff <laughs> is very good. At the sidelines. He's very. All line he's,
1: fans are like. He's
2: huh? the Black Death when he's throwing in the middle. Okay, the Rams want him thrown to the middle of the field because he's horrible there. You, and it's all mental again. He doesn't read things well in the middle, but he starts making sideline throws. He's among the he, he is, man. His 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 sideline intermediate passes. They are a thing of art. I know you haven't yeah. seen it yet, but uh, we seen he's his on, out routes.
1: Hmm? Yeah, we seen and his out routes. Like when he throws, we throws like that's like his favorite pass, like throwing out routes. I mean. They get there. He's
2: elite, and but that's that's what concerns me. Like, okay, dude, you're still. When I'm telling you, he's got all the arm talent in the world. He's he has the arm talent. So then, why can't you? Why aren't you making those throws in the middle? Because he's not reading the freaking middle well. He's not reading it at all. He just doesn't see it. He doesn't okay. see the rush. He doesn't take control of the line. And again, preparation. When you guys get a golf that prepares and is reading defenses, it's a scary quarterback. In a good way, not a bad way.
1: You 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 just now gave. I'm not sure how many Lions fans you convinced just now, but you given some fans some hope. And you're a guy who's seen a lot of Jared Goff, so we respect that. We respect that, and we're going to take that in consideration.
2: But I having I, I want to say this. Yeah. we we backed Goff a lot and it wasn't until like half through his last season where we said you know what no he he's but we know the talent's there okay and I'm not saying that he's going to fix it but I think Dan Campbell is a guy who can he's not Sean McVay Sean McVay's weakness is Sean McVay really struggles with handling that stuff like he's that guy McVay's like 35 freaking years old he's still learning how to do this stuff but you get a guy like Dan Campbell who's up front with you and honest with you and blunt with you and says what he's thinking and doesn't wait five years to say what he's thinking, then, you know, hopefully that's that's something that will work on him. And the last thing I want to say about Goff, too, is we cannot forget he's adjusting to a different offense. He had weapons galore in L.A. He doesn't really have much in terms of weapons there in Detroit. Now, I mean, no That's offense to, to the Lions roster. I no, mean, no, no, no. You're, you're building. Fine.
1: Trust me, we know we have no weapons. Okay. <laughs> we, we're two weapons. We we are two weapons deep, and that is DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, we know that.
2: But <laughs> it's no you know, secret. But you know, Goff was great with his tight ends. If yeah. you can build that connection with Hawkinson, you got something there. If you, I mean, the passing game with your tight ends can be magical. Put a two tight end set in there, run Hawkinson on one side, and then you have. And, and use those running backs. Put, get reopen the, the uh the screen game. Give him choices, and you've got a shot. But it's still on him. He's got to read those defenses. And if you can, if you can get the right coach to get in with him and get him reading those defenses, he's your franchise quarterback for the next decade. You'll never forget Matthew Stafford, but you'll come close. He's got that kind of talent.
1: Mm, that's 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 some stuff, man. That's some juicy stuff, man.
2: <laughs> I mean, but on the other end, he could be a Ryan Fitzpatrick. He could go yeah. the other way and be like a guy who come in, throw three hundred fifty yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, win you a game, and then throw four interceptions that's being suck. That and that's that's who he could who he could wind up being. Unfortunately, he's young enough still where that destiny is not laid in front of him.
1: Yeah, I, You know what? Let's see. Let's see. I mean, I'm I'm hoping Jared Goff will turn around and. Be that guy. That would be nice, man. But we'll, we'll see, man. It just – so far, you know, the first six weeks just been very
2: disappointing. I mean, now you know how he felt the last two years. <laughs> We've had rosters to make a Super Bowl run, and what we were short at was quarterback because he just wasn't doing yeah. what he needed to do. Yeah. I firmly believe that he has not been – He, I don't know if he doesn't know how – Or he just chooses not to do it, but he's never really prepared well. And it's evident. Just watch the film. What are your X factors? That's what we we, – when you talk about everything else, what are the X factors for you in this game?
1: X factors for us is, you know, you mentioned it, getting our tight ends involved, and that tight end on our end will be TJ Hawkinson. You know, he's a guy – I mean, he has been battling some injuries. So – He's been up and down the last few weeks, but he has to get involved and they have to find a way to get him involved. Last week, you know, last week the Detroit Lions got him involved in the passing game a lot, but they need to go back to that, get him involved. And DeAndre Swift, he got to be another guy to get involved as well as far as running game, passing game, get him in, you know, mixed match against linebackers. You got to get him involved as well. So those are our two X factors for Detroit.
2: And for the Rams, the X factors are, is avoiding the letdown avoiding avoiding the playing down to opponents. And this, you know, th- in this game, the talents with the Rams, the momentum with the Rams, in my view, this should be a blowout. You know, I've been saying this for a long time. One of the biggest problems the Rams have had is when they have the opportunity to put their boot down the head of a snake, they don't do it. And they did it last with the Giants. They got to do it this week. Get the Lions out early. Don't give them any hope. You know, so the x is going to be your game prep for that. B, B. Hitler X factor is going to be the pass rush for the Rams. If you know that is, the, that is the key thing for them. The Rams pass rush has the ability to dictate this game, and we know why. We've been talking about it for almost an hour. If Jared Goff has time, he can tear you apart. If he doesn't have time, if you make the man nervous, he makes mistakes. Lots of them, and it gets ugly. So this is all about the Rams pass rush this game. That's your X factor. That's your win factor for the Rams in this game. The Rams pass rush that's the bottom line, because I want to say <laughs> Stone Cold said so, but I I'm not Stone Cold.
1: Stone? No way. Hey, I love it. I love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so there you go, folks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up on the Rams Talk side. With, for Rams Talk, this is Derek Ciappolo. This is our big Friday show. We're putting this on on Friday. The, you know, if you want to catch it, I'm not sure when, the big dog here, Malcolm Hart, will we'll have it out, but on his side, but it's been great. Follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams or me on Twitter at DC Apollo And I pass this over to Malcolm. Malcolm, take us home, please.
1: <laughs> All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm. And you could catch us as far as the Pride podcast, your Detroit Lions podcast. You could catch us, you know, anywhere, Spotify, Apple. We're there. Um and with that being said, man, I'm I'm out, man.
2: We're out of here.